All right, Clay. So here we are with Coda, the latest episode of the series, and the uh, the cold open for this one. I think it was a cold open. It was like the first scene got me got me wondering about um, Voyager's self awareness with things. They're, they are making a sex joke, right? In the first part, it does seem like Neelix is is talking about a gangbang of yeah, some sort that, that Captain Janeway handled with admirable admirable uh, enthusiasm. They are making a. That's an intentional. It it is an intentional joke, right? Like, there's no way it's not an intentional joke. I have. I guess I have no idea. I assume so. You, but you thought it was a joke, right? I mean, it has to be, right? It's not. It's not just we're just reading into what they were talking about, right? I didn't explicitly think it was trying to be a sex joke, oh. um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. See, because I thought it was explicitly trying to be a joke, and I was like, I thought it was such a good example of this like Voyager tone that I've been talking about before, where it's mm-hmm. like, I couldn't see that kind of joke happening on any other Star Trek show, I didn't think. It felt very much like a Voyager thing, where it's sort of, um, it's like in on the joke about itself, and yeah. it, you know, it, it seems very snake eats its own tail type of Voyager thing, but I, I thought it was what interesting. What is the, what is the, what is the self-referential thing you think it's commenting on? Just uh, maybe it's not self-referential, but it's like a uh, it's a it's like the writers being aware that they're writing a television show, and so they they've layered it with like a a kind of nod to the audience that's like this is like the the wrong environment for this conversation you know because the the characters are not having a joke between themselves it's purely between the writers and the audience that are having a joke with it sure you know so it's it's my i guess it goes in line with my thing of like voyager not that this not that i thought it was a bad scene or anything but like voyager takes itself less seriously than some of the other shows do and i think that's an example of it like taking itself less seriously yes i would agree with that yeah all right this is coda the latest episode of Star Trek Voyager that we're going to be covering. It is the 15th episode of the third season. came out on January 29th, 1997. Written by Jerry Taylor, directed by Nancy Malone in Universe Date 50518.6, which is 2373. In Coda, after her apparent death, Captain Janeway's journey to the afterlife, guided by her father, leaves her with suspicions. Uh... So here we go. This is Coda, which is basically they took four other TNG scripts and they put them in a blender and they popped out with Coda. But what did you yes. think about it? Um, I was very confused by this episode uh, in that when it started, I was I was I was relieved that after the first time jump, they were like, oh, we're in a time loop. We need to figure it out. I, th- I thought that loop. was hysterical. Janeway's yeah. sitting there. She goes like, I haven't, uh, oh, Chakotay, I haven't done that dance since I was six. What has happened? We're in a time loop right now, people. Yes. Yeah, just immediately snaps out. I thought that was great. However, and so like that kind of got me into it where I was like, okay, they're doing a time loop thing. They're at least being They aware. know cause and effect exists. They're not right. doing it again. right. right. Um, but then once it got into the other stuff and the stuff with her father and that she was dying, I got very confused. Um, well, for, when I got, when I started to get into it, I was tempering my expectations because <laughs> knowing this show, my, my thought was, this is kind of, this is interesting 
but I know the payoff is going to be a letdown. So, and what part are you? What part are you calling interesting here? Are you well, at like the father they, yet? No, when they when they get into the time loop stuff, but they're like aware of the time loop, and they're like that that enough. That was enough for me to be like, okay, all right, they're doing going to do something a little bit different yeah. with the time. Loop I, I like the I like the choose your own adventureness of it, which was, it was they were getting very random endings very quickly, which I thought yes. was funny. Yeah. Um. And I, but I was tempering my expectations because I was like, I as much as I'm enjoying this, I know that the end is going to be a letdown, which it was. <laughs> um, well, I would say the, yeah, okay, yeah, I we'll get to the ending. I would say the middle is a tremendous letdown of this uh, episode. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because I think most of it is a letdown. Yeah, because sure, once they get into the ghost stuff, I started thinking, what the hell was the point of all the time loop stuff? Right. Yeah, because it seems to really not have anything to do with what's actually going on. <laughs> <laughs> once you, once you, yeah. Well, so is this my my understanding of what's going on? Is that the, the time loop is only functioning? The time loops have no purpose to the narrative other than to show you this like literalization of the alien trying to convince Janeway to die. Right, like that's the point of the time loops, right? Is that the the alien in her brain is trying to bring her to the brink every single time? Okay, I think that's what's going on. But but once they need to explain that, they stop doing it at that point, and so they they no longer need to do the jumps to her imminent death over and over again. They have they have to have her actually talk to the alien at that point. Yeah, I just it was it was a weird it was a weird shift, yeah. uh, especially because they never addressed that stuff. Um, and I'm, I don't know if I don't, I'm, I don't, they don't need to necessarily address everything, but like if you, if you start with causality time or, or, or repeating time loop and then go into from there into, uh, you're, you're dead and I'm an alien <laughs> sucking my life force out of your soul or whatever. It's just a straight, it's a weird lateral move that is not, um, it's, uh, it's jarring. Yeah. It's jarring and it feels like too episodes like you're saying it feels like multiple episodes they kind of just jam together yeah because this is um, the 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 dead the i'm dead and no one can see me is the uh i think it's called the next phase episode of tng where Jordy and roe are invisible and the crew can't see them so they think that mm-hmm. they died yeah yeah um but yeah i uh, i i thought it was fine it mm. was i i i was more into it until it got to the stuff with her ghost dad yeah. Do you remember the movie Ghost Dad? Yep, Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah. yeah. We were talking we've been talking about that movie a lot lately among various friends for some reason. Mm-hmm. Without uh, anyone having seen it in fifteen years. With, or with like only some of us having seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly oddly enough, the uh, of of the couples who have been discussing Ghost Dad very you know, very deeply. Yeah. Uh only the men seem to have seen Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> It's very strange. What was that? Um, what was that Hulk Hogan movie where he's a nanny? Oh, that's uh, Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. That Ghost yeah. Dad reminds me of Mr. Nanny for some reason. Mr. Nanny has less uh, death, death, and uh, <laughs> supernatural and uh, act, uh, acting caliber. Yeah, uh, yes, supernatural, super, supernatural. Yes. Uh, yeah, supernatural inklings. I forget 
what exactly happens in both Ghost Dad and Mr. Nanny. But in Ghost Dad, he's not actually dead. Apparently, you find out he's in a coma, which makes sense because then you know how do you get your dad back if he dies at the beginning, right? Wait, so he's like force projecting himself? Essentially, I believe so. Yes, he's like astral projecting himself. Well, yeah. that was a good episode of Voyager. That when that one happened too. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Uh, uh, did you like? I found myself. Oh, I found myself thinking. Um, I, I. It was difficult for me to separate the two things, the two, the the time loop from the, the other, the dying stuff they were doing. Yeah. Um, and it got extra confusing when it was like only she could remember the time loop, but then when the time loop reset itself, Chakotay could. Re- you know, it, it was. Yeah. It was kind of. It was kind of hard to to to. to to grok in that sense yeah um i did i do kind of like the idea of it's an interesting way to play i kind of wish they hadn't done the ghost thing and just made the episode about which which death is going to be the most convincing death for her like what is going to be the one where she's like okay i'm dead you know (laughs) like that's kind of that's kind of interesting to me where it's if she it, uh, she's dying from from that phage disease. She doesn't accept that, so that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they crash land on the planet. She doesn't accept that, so that you know, like that's yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is what is going to be the thing that allows her to let go? Um, and I understand. I guess I understand that's what kind of what they're getting at with the uh, the memorial service and her dad and <laughs> Harry Kim's touching story about a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> <that> they were. <laughs> they were <laughs> <laughs> but they made some fresh Kool-Aid and it just stained. He's telling that story and I'm picturing what he's describing and it's just Harry Kim. His face is just purple with, with fruit juice. And then she sits down next to him, also face covered in fruit juice. And ju- they just have like a moment where they're, they've got like grapes dripping off their face. And she's like, it's the little things, Harry. It's the little things. Yeah, that that's a... Uh, Harry needed an editor, I think. That that funeral sequence was pretty pretty rough. It's um Yeah. I think the 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 second half of it doesn't work for the sense um that I've been saying before, which is that uh Voyager's characters are not drawn well enough for these kind of things to mean anything. So like the funeral scene right. doesn't doesn't mean anything. I I yeah, was like, I don't even I'm not even convinced she's ever spoken to Harry. Frankly, well, that, in in Harry's story, I was picturing what actually happened is that he's he like he goes up to her and he's like, "Oh, Captain, isn't this fun?" And she gives kind of like a yeah, and then just walks off. You know, there's like there's no <laughs> there's no real interaction. And even what Harry was pointing to was like, "This is pretty, this is pretty uh, thin, Harry." I don't know if this is the moment that you should be t- telling I, the rest of the crew about. I did like that he realized that at the end and just ejected out of yeah, the story. Just, <laughs> he's like, and that's when. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I need to go. Yep, you. That's when you realize your story was terrible. The tears are welling up. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I did that one time. I did that at a, uh, um, when my the youth pastor of my church, his family was leaving, and you know we were having a big thing for them. Everybody was going up and you know saying something, mm-hmm. and I went up to say something. I don't remember what I said, uh, but I went up to say something because I felt like you know I I should sure. And as soon as I was done, I I, I just like walked away and I was like. I didn't say a goddamn thing. <laughs> it was just complete complete nonsense. <laughs> it was very emotional as I was saying it, but after I was done, I was like, I didn't. Did you I end- anybody? <laughs> I don't think anybody understood anything I was trying to say. I don't even understand it. Did you end it by telling them to go back to hell, coward? <laughs> yeah. 
I think that would have been that would have been nice. No, but we've. I it, it was it was a uh, the 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 best man bombing at his speech at the wedding and just getting to mm-hmm. the end of his cue cards or his, his like index cards that he's got in his mm-hmm. hands. Just we'll get through this content quickly. I was like you. I liked the first part of this much better, mostly because I like cause and effect so much that right. I was like, all right, I'll do it again. That's you know, and that's uh, we're getting into that territory, right, where they're starting to do that, and it's the thing everybody hates now, which is, oh, this is just mining previous episodes, yeah. and that's doing the heavy lifting of getting people to to like it, and it's it's tough because like it's more, it's actually more interesting to me in this era than it is in the era of Voyager than it is now, because now it's like, yeah, all right, well, whatever. We're just going to reach back into the stuff that people like, but on Voyager, all that stuff is fairly contemporary. Yeah. It's contemporary to it. Yeah. That's the, that's the worst part of it. Probably. It's probably more like Voyager is somewhat in some ways a little bit less forgivable because the new resurrection of Star Trek is clearly just like an IP money grab where they're like, you guys like this stuff. Here's all the stuff again. So here it is. But Voyager was, you know, it it would be like I don't know what the analog to a modern thing would be, but it would be like at the beginning of the Marvel movie series or something. Like you just start referencing that in like the third movie already, and it's like, well, yeah. you haven't really done anything since then. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like on a. I mean, I feel like it probably has happened other places where like a long running TV show starts. Yeah referencing its itself in like how many how many times have they done this on like law and order you know something yeah. that's been on for 20 years and i mean track, sure at this po- track at this point has what like 300 f- episodes of, right. of itself yeah, yeah. Uh, the weird thing is though about this it's it's the same mostly it's, it's a lot of the same people the writers, so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like kind of plagiarizing themselves a little bit which is which is kind of strange but yeah yeah it's 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 funny and i can Sorry, I was just gonna say I can I don't I don't mind it. I so I think part of the reason that we might have uh, um, uh, responded to the beginning is not only because we like cause and effect, but specifically because of what they do, where they are uh, self aware enough to be like, we know what this is. This isn't just going to be cause and effect. We're going to put a bit of a twist on. It's like, oh, okay. Well, they they're they're aware enough that we know yes. that we don't want to sit through. Chakotay and Janeway trying to figure out that they're in a time loop for the next 45 minutes. No, it's very much like to make it into the superhero metaphor. It's the second generation of superhero movies where they're like, well, we're kind of rebooting stuff, but we can't just repeat the origin story because everyone already knows it. So we'll cut the origin story down to 10% right. of what it right. needs to be. It's, it's like one of my favorite things in the, um, the British Hammer horror movies is that everybody just seems to know that Dracula exists. Yeah. And so every movie where there's vampires in it, you don't get that scene where people are like vampires. Those there's no way that those exist. Those are just children's stories. It's like as soon as somebody sees two marks on a neck, they're like, "Get a steak, get some garlic." There's fucking vampires around, right? Yeah. And so you don't have to deal with. It. So it's like that. It's like that kind of shorthand where it's like everybody knows. Let's just get into the story. But then, I the, where they lost. I assume both of us is is. I, I guess somebody fell asleep on the computer and someone else had to finish the episode. Yeah, they, they copy-pasted from a, a, a handoff episode. I I agree. I mean, and, you know, even if it had stayed the cause and effect storyline, it would have been a C-minus of a cause and effect storyline. Sure. You know, yeah. I, I, I was, <clears throat> just to repeat myself, I was mostly intrigued by it because of how 
it's it's totally different from cause and effect in that the outcomes they get to are wildly different from each other. They don't just keep dying in the same way and they're trying to avoid it. Like mm-hmm. it's just how many choose your adventure paths can Janeway get to to die in. And uh the related note before I forget about this is that uh Kate Mulgrew's acting kryptonite might be death scenes because all of them are <laughs> terrible. Uh when the Vidian chokes her, that seems awful. When she gets hit with like the the hits her head or whatever and dies there that seems awful mm-hmm. so I, I would try to avoid uh janeway dying. i actually i actually thought she was pretty good when she died when the doctor euthanized her oh i, I would have thought that was a bad t- one too i just couldn't oh, remember what now, it was yeah i thought that one was kind of like it was a little bit kind of scary because she's she's <laughs> i don't know how realistic it is but she's like talking and then she's going like <gasps> like she's gasping yeah. for single breaths in yep. a way that's very unnatural that was kind of kind of creepy it's a good. Um, that's a good example of like I thought the episode had kind of cool moments in it. Like I liked yeah. the doctor doing that. I thought that was kind of a cool moment. It's just it's all just clusterfucked together in a, in a way yeah. that doesn't make it's, a lot of sense. It is. I would <laughs> if I was Janeway. After all of that stuff, I would have I would have really needed to sit down and be like, how accurate was this <laughs> alien's understanding of my crew members? <laughs> would would the doctor? choose to euthanize me yeah. if it came down to it <laughs> like it's never the I, same between janeway and the emh from now on yeah like it's you know again this is another one that ends with the boop 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 like high five uh freeze frame yes and it just felt weirdly dissatisfying yeah after the shit that she just went through um i guess that's the that that's the kind of like the the whole thing is basically a dream sequence right which makes it particularly unlikable it's not in the there there is a kind of a a different resolution to it and it's maybe the same thing that i was just talking about there's like moments like this is essentially a dream sequence that takes a very long time for you to realize that as most dream sequences well not most but as some badly done dream sequences are you wait until the end and then it's all revealed and you feel let down however Mm. the cool moment was when the portal to hell opened and the alien's like, I'll feast on your soul, Janeway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks back into hell. I thought that was, you know, I didn't think they did like jack shit with the hell metaphor. Like I, I didn't think yeah. that worked at all on any level. But seeing that alien just be like, I'll wait for you, Janeway, and then just exits this, exits, uh, this like plane of existence. Janeway made, like for Janeway, the ending doing that being that happy boop 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 thing that you mentioned, Janeway, shouldn't she feel a little bit like she's being haunted by this hell demon that's gonna come from yeah, her? Yeah, because she she even is it her, I think that She brings it up. <clears throat> she's like, Do you think he's gonna chase us all the way back to the Alpha Yeah, And well in her I think it's in her log at the end, she's like, I have no idea if this is always what death is. Right. If <laughs> if if it's not a quadrant specific thing, but there are always just aliens out there waiting to feast on your dying soul. <laughs> and then she's just like, ah, let's go play volleyball. That's super unsatisfying. But it was, you know, it's, I almost, it was one of those moments that made me think like, this was the cool moment that the writer came up with and they could not put a script around it. Yeah. It, it just, it just didn't pan out the way that they wanted to. And, Again, just to reiterate, I don't think Janeway reacts realistically to what has happened to her at the end, which is fairly terrifying and should be something that keeps her awake at night. Yeah, it was also a little strange to have her dad just, but she's like, Daddy, you've been dead. And he's like, yes, I drowned horribly under frozen (laughs) ice on a planet you've never been to. 
It was just very, very, uh, very strange. <laughs> I raised you to be a doubter and a skeptic, but believe me this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do your own research, Catherine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how come you didn't like the uh, the second part as much? That's what I'm assuming that uh, you're saying. Yeah, it was, it just, um, I don't know. It was, it just wasn't. I didn't think they were doing anything particularly interesting. No, it's boring. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Like the like the whole thing being a dream, uh, ostensibly, is strange. Because like, why even bother doing the thing? I think <clears throat> I think maybe the problem with this episode is an extension of what you were talking about with that opening scene in that it is too self-aware that it is a TV show, just yeah. like full stop. Yeah. Because afterwards I found myself thinking, you know, why did they do the time loop thing if it's not a time loop, if it has like not really much to do with what the actual thing was? Yeah. And why did they do the ghost thing the way they do the ghost thing where it's, it's like, Oh, Tuvok and, and, uh, Cass might be able to hear her right like why even float if he's right, if he's right, this yeah. monster why even float that as a possibility why not just have her why not just steal the thing from tapestry and just have it be an afterlife you know right why, why she can be in purgatory essentially just wait she has to make the decision to go to the afterlife but there's no reason for this alien to set this up as if she's stuck in purgatory in reality and can watch everything exactly exactly and and that is that feels like a, a the writer being self-aware or being aware that we are watching a TV show right because yeah. the only reason that you do that is to have the have the audience go is to create another layer of mystery for the audience, yeah. whether or not that doesn't, whether or not that actually plays into the the resolution, which it doesn't. Sort of a modern Trekkie trope. It's like a proto modern Trek story. Yeah, line. it's it's we've uh, we talk about that quite a bit on on Picard, if I remember correctly. Yeah, where yeah. it's like they they lay this stuff out all the time, and they're laying it out just for the sake of laying it out, just for giving you that like mystery endorphin rush. Yeah, which it ultimately has nothing to do with anything. Right. It's just to keep you uh, preoccupied with it. And this is just mm -hmm. to, yeah, you have to fill this timeline with something that is kind of mysterious. And the best way to do that is to have Janeway be present with everybody else, even though ultimately all of that is fake and none of it meant anything. And there was no reason for her to be with them in the first place because yeah. <laughs> the alien shoots himself in the foot. Like she, Janeway's just, yeah. the alien's just like, you should just give up on life. And she's like, well, I could kind of hang out here and be like a spiritual cheerleader. He's like, no, no, just just give up on life. There's no reason you would want to do that. He, he clearly hasn't thought things out. Like, wouldn't it be more interesting if this ghost showed up and says, like, Catherine, you're dead. And she's like, well, but I've got so many. Instead, instead of being like, listen, these are all your friends. They're saying such beautiful things. But wouldn't it be more interesting if he was like, you're dead. Not only are you dead, you're going to hell. <laughs> right. Yes. And she's right. like, I'm sorry. What? And he's like, no, I, you're you're going to hell. I'm here to break, drag you to hell. That, she's that, like, well, I, I thought I... I thought I was a pretty good person. He's like, yeah, well, <laughs> a little a little person named uh, Tuvix would have something different to say. You know what I mean? Like, right, I, yeah. there's there's kind of like an inverse um, Christmas Carol thing, which is kind of interesting. Where it's like, here's all the reasons why you're going to hell. Yeah, and having her just like essentially instead of putting her into like a 
She um, dropped that little girl into that that canyon in that episode with yeah. uh, Sulu. Yeah. Instead of have instead of lulling her into like acceptance, just like beating her down into acceptance being like yeah you're a piece of shit so you deserve to be in hell to the point where she's like yeah i guess you're right and like that's what he feeds you know i don't know yeah. like it's something it's something a little bit more interesting than whatever this is no that's the like uh, right so if, if you want to say that Voyager, time you made harry kim eat three gallons worth <laughs> of berries till he vomited all over everybody's feet do it do it <laughs> what's the matter harry you chicken <laughs> <laughs> Harry Kim, we haven't chip. we haven't tested these berries. I don't care. <laughs> Just a funnel in his mouth full of berries <laughs> that she's smashing into it with a, a stick. Um, so, so, like, if you want to, if you. If you want to say the Voyager is just a TNG evolved, right, and the the writers are just sort of like going to advance what TNG did and do something different with it, there there is a space for. What I thought was really interesting was the the hell metaphor. Like, if you, what you're saying is the mm. alien appears and he's just like, "You're going to hell," but they dress it up in this Star Trek way of like, you know, it's they don't call it hell, but they do what they do in this episode, which is it's another plane of existence that doesn't look very nice, and you don't want to be there. And and like they have a a character thing about that, or like the sci-fi allegory is about that, but it's dressed up in the sci-fi aspect of it, but. You know, I I could see that working on TNG in some ways, except for the fact that it feels too, um, like ext- like quote unquote extreme for TNG. Mm-hmm. But Voyager, if you're trying to do something different, I feel like you need to go to that extreme place. There needs to be like this sort of like this captain dealt with like the event horizon plot basically. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, what's more interesting. My dad showed up to lull me to heaven or the fucking Cenobites showed up. <laughs> right. And, and Voyager could do its Star Trek version of that. And I think that that would have right. been interesting, but instead it just copied a TNG script and then abandoned it for the character work that it should have been about, except that Voyager can't do character work well because the characters aren't very good at this point outside of the, like their broad right. like portrayal as a character. So you end up with this where you are and you know Janeway's dad isn't fascinating enough it's it's too bad it's um cuz I would I would have really been into that you're going to hell Catherine Janeway unless you convince mm. me otherwise like even tapestry didn't go that far so just just do something with it yeah go back to hell coward Give some chains yeah. chains and horns <laughs> daddy I don't remember those horns coming out of your head how um do you think that Chicote, I, I I was I found the CPR scenes fascinating in this one. A, he's got that fucking spray that could wake her up, and, and then he, he that's not the first thing he tries. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. He's doing yeah. chest compressions for five minutes yeah. and doesn't do anything, and he gives her the hypo spray, and she wakes right up. As you should just yeah. give her the hypo spray right away. He also says her name too much when he's doing the CPR. I don't think that's necessary to keep saying the person's name over and over again. Yeah, that 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 felt very much like uh, yeah. Just just say some stuff. Like it just was like <laughs> just, uh, ad, just ad lib, ad ad lib. <laughs> how you would save try to save somebody's life. How um it had that it had that feeling of like when people when when people who are who are not good at ad libbing ad lib and all they do is just add add a bunch of swears yeah, into just what say, they're fuck saying. everything yeah just yeah. Like, Catherine get the don't fucking it is pretty generic his line is literally like don't you die on me which is a yeah. parody line at this point what are your um before we get to patron comments cuz we do have a little bit of a hard out what, what are your thoughts on 
I continue to be befuddled by the Chicote and Janeway. Are they romantically interested or not? Mm, it's so subtle yeah. that it's impossible to pick up either way. Yeah, I think there's... I can't tell if they're indecisive about it or if they are just trying to go for this thing where it's like, yeah, they're clearly into each other, but they both realize they probably shouldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Which could it also just know, be they're good friends at this point? Because I, I think I, so. Yeah. I, I think just going by the dialogue, you could almost just read it as he's just kind of concerned for a friend, you know? Yeah. Which dialogue in particular are you talking uh, about? He has one. Basically, the dying scene because the the, oh, dying, sure. the dying scene he calls her Catherine all the time. There's no sort of like formality at that point, but it it, it comes across. It's just walking this line of like I can't tell if he loves her or if he just really likes her as a person anymore. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah. And Janeway yeah. doesn't go doesn't go either way with it. So, and it, even their conversation on the shuttlecraft, right? It's like it's like semi flirty, but not really. It's mm. it's just kind of this awkward middle ground. Anyway, anything else to say about the episode? We go to uh, patron thoughts. Uh, yeah, I actually, <coughs> excuse me, I was thinking um, when when they when the time loop first started, and they're like, okay, we're in a time loop, and then they they kind of like get out of the situation, and then they get blown up or something, and then get whipped back, and then they get out of the situation thir- uh, third way, and end up back on the ship, and then it's a time loop, and then they get whipped back again. Part of I was thinking, man, I would have fought so hard to have the end of Voyager be Catherine Janeway dies in the last scene as they're back on the shuttle. <laughs> like I, I, I just I, I was thinking about that would be such a a, a a ballsy move, but also such a big fuck you to yes. to, to have one of these Groundhog Day situations <laughs> that you seemingly get out of, and then like three episodes later or something, you die and. It, and all of a sudden you get ripped back to the to the yep. place you were three episodes ago. Yeah. I wish somebody would do that. I would have a lot of respect for that. Then maybe there's a YouTube edit of that with the uh, the uh, the end game episode where it just it snaps back to that shot of Janeway sitting in the shuttlecraft and that's it. Fade to black. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening and supporting the show today. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Lipensky file. A couple bucks a month, you get the ability to lead uh, comments about upcoming episodes and we read them. That's at the $5 and up level. And otherwise, you get access to a whole bunch of podcasts and all that stuff. There's a whole bunch of extra stuff at patreon.com slash Val. This is the first comment about this episode from our faithful Patreon listeners. This is Kyle Barrett. Clay, I sent it to you. Coda. It begins with scenes repeating in an episode which itself feels like a repeat of past episodes. But while it ultimately gets to a point which feels new with all the time loop stuff, I kept expecting to be jumped back to the shuttlecraft at any moment. So I never felt I could invest in the actual drama of the scenes, which all turn out to be nonsensical and fake anyway, making the whole exercise feel boring and a waste of time. On a rewatch, knowing only the last 15 minutes were important, it felt as boring as a Ken Burns documentary on the history of boredom. As boring as typing in your Netflix password using a TV remote. As boring as ordering a korma at an Indian restaurant. Although it's not quite as boring as someone with online chess as a hobby. Boo. I feel, I feel like someone's being targeted. <laughs> I'm being <there>. targeted here. <laughs> One podcaster who read this comment early and reacted like a little bitch out of five. <laughs> they come into my inbox. I have no opportunity to... No, but to read them. That's <laughs> fun. It does remind me of. So I can't remember if if I've if I've talked about this story before. But we were driving to um, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and we had been driving for like seven hours or something like that. And uh, you know, 
the, the podcast we were listening to was over or whatever, and it was dark out and it was kind of rainy. And then, uh, <laughs> then my girlfriend goes, do you mind if I put, put something on? I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. She, you know, she's got various different interesting podcasts and I'm sitting there driving the thing starts and it's like today we're going to talk about boredom. all of the facets of being bored and i was like oh no my eyes just got really heavy and it was literally a podcast about um being bored yeah and it was about as uh exciting as you would expect (laughs) we would have had guests today but that would have been too exciting exactly me talking to myself today we're talking about boredom (sighs) just heavy size into into the microphone what to talk about. What to talk about. <laughs> uh, Kyle talked about uh, when he wasn't being a little jackass in, the, in his comments. <laughs> he talked about um, repeating past episodes. I I did. I mean, obviously, uh, the repetition gets you. I, for whatever reason, uh, the shuttlecraft in this episode has started to make me question why Voyager does this so often. Why do mm-hmm. they send off a shuttle by itself that is not anywhere what like what's to be gained from just not the ship going to where the shuttlecraft needs to go yeah i have no idea i every time they do this it's like i don't even know or care why they're going to where they're going because it you know it's always like we're going to this asteroid to pick up samples of sense last one they just went and talked to an alien planet it's like why wouldn't the voyager just go there and go to the planet too it it, it is weird it's it's that fact that they they can't escape the TNG ness of it, and like in TNG, this makes sense. In Voyager, it makes very little sense why these shuttles keep going off by themselves. Anyway, yeah. that's what I think about when the episodes aren't very good. Taxi Bear says, "Coda, this episode lacks a satisfying conclusion, as it basically boils down to being a dream." That said, individual bits are intriguing. For example, the Doctor euthanizing is super creepy. Jaron Hatch says, "I'm not sure who's more confused here." Also, Cap- sorry, I. I- I love that that was one of his swings at getting her to accept dying is to be murdered. giving her this disease and then having her uh, her uh, subordinate m- murder her on the ship for her own good. <laughs> oh yeah, I may I may as well just accept this shit. I was I was disappointed in the doctor's medical work. She's like, how could this happen? He's like, maybe you touched one of them or something. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Doctor, we've touched all of them in previous episodes and nothing ever happened. He's like, you're right. I, I don't know what I was talking about. It's, you're right. It's very it's weird, right? Are we done with the Vidians? Are they just gone? Like, I, I know they're no in idea. this episode, but are how how are they going to bring up more Vidians when in this episode they're like, we're out of their space. We're, they're yeah. gone. They must Maybe be that's gone. that's it. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Hatch says, I'm not sure who's more confused here, Captain Janeway or the episode itself. Is this a time loop episode? A something is off with the crew episode? A life after death episode. Maybe one of these days Voyager will actually commit to an idea rather than scrape the bottom of TNG's barrel. 2.5 viewers convinced that Janeway is apparently an exquisite off-screen ballet dancer out of five. Uh, Patrick Seba says, This app, it was boring. Let's talk about the song. It's a visual hand job, so stirring, so long. You've got time to mourn this nebula porn as Jerry Goldsmith, he uses a trumpet as bong. Two full decades of watching Star Trek before realizing the ship only flies to the right out of <laughs> out of time. <laughs> it's all relative. You know, I did also think that was really funny when they, I think when they end up back on the shuttle the third time. Yeah. 
and they're both like it's time loop we're here again and then she just looks straight ahead and goes that must be the reason and it's <laughs> right. this giant like supernova in front of the shuttle that they didn't apparently notice didn't it. notice before <laughs> yeah good episode this is Norm- this is norman buckwald with coda uh coda i loved cause and effect i loved the next phase but this mess of rehashed plots make me wish makes me wish we got an episode that finally answered the mother in the holographic attic instead of the demon the uh alien sorry uh let me start that again do a a time loop here we'll just yeah time loop i'm i'm back in my chair Uh, I loved cause and effect. I loved the next phase, but this mess of rehashed plots makes me wish we got an episode that finally answered the mother in the holographic attic instead of the demon alien entity that needs to be nourished, posing as the admiral father. I guess if you count this episode, Janeway does die more often than Harry Kim in the series. Mm. One help me, Janeway revisited. No, 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 out of five. Yeah. And for the record, vanishing point is the next coda. Uh, sticking out tongue emoji. Ah. Did you, um, there was a story in the news. Now, like, emojis are, like, one of the courts decided that, like, emojis are, like, legally binding as, like, a a <laughs> statement, basically, because there were some lawyers or something got in trouble for using emojis, and they could use it against them because apparently everyone understands what they mean at this point. Uh, Great. Point extra Jesus. Has anybody ever used an emoji that like wasn't slightly being sarcastic about it? Right. Or hyper. I'm I'm either sarcastic about it or I'm hyper conscious that I'm doing it. And I wonder if it's a good idea to do, you know, like there's like people send them on ends of emails now. And it's like it's kind of similar to the exclamation point. You feel like you should put an exclamation point on everything when you Mm -hmm. when you write an Mm -hmm. email. But it just comes across as insane. Have you ever, have you run into, I've noticed uh, people who are like Gen Xers, I've noticed explicitly with with that age group, Mm -hmm. liberally use ellipses in their sentences when they type it out in places that like you wouldn't expect them to be. When they're like texting you, you mean? Yes. So like if I say, what time should I be there? They'll be like six o'clock, dot, dot, dot. Oh. And it's like, oh, I... Oh, I, was I don't know how to. I don't know how to. In, interesting. I don't know how to interpret that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think you know what the, what I think that means. Are your parents Gen Xers or Boomers? Uh, boomers. Okay. I've run into it with a few, with a couple of my cousins and a couple. So other just people slightly older, old, slightly yeah. older people than us. Okay. Yeah, it's very odd. Huh. Really? I I wouldn't have noticed it if it wasn't for the fact that I have. Th- three data points yep. from around the same age range that all they do all it. do that maybe they're all just very dramatic people they just want to keep you on the edge of their seats with their whether yeah, or not maybe. it's gonna be six o'clock no the boomers sign their texts they're like, like they'll say like love mom or love dad or something at the end of the text <laughs> message um gen x no i'll have to explore this i have to figure out who's like 10 15 years older than me and i'll text them and see what they say I'll report back. Okay. Point Extra G says, Coda, it started off with a great what the hell is going on opening, but once it got to Papa Janeway, it really started to be a slog. It was just a bunch of, come here, Catherine, it's great. No, I'm not sure. Come on, you know you want to come here. No, I don't, but you really, really need to. No, I'll pass. It felt like it ended too easily. Janeway needed to fight that longer. I kind of thought he'd show back up again, but there just wasn't enough there. 
Grapple John this Zorn. Episode, this episode also continues my dislike for the uh, old style Starfleet uniform without any sort of like visible undershirt around the neck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I find it. It just doesn't look right. They need like a turtleneck or something. Yeah, it looks. It just looks more proper. Just the, the, yeah. no one would wear just that shirt. Grapple John Zorn says, well, cause and effect, it ain't. Changeling is our next comment, which I'll send to you. This episode was rather unfocused. First, it is a time loop science problem show, then a nightmare world with the doctor trying to give D- Janeway the Canadian cure. And then it closes out with the movie Contact. Honestly, I would have preferred it if Janeway possessed Kess and told Harry Kim that his mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> uh, That's two, the best insult in cinematic history, it is. isn't it? It, it is it's really so, good. It's so good. Two, I know that is not the dad from Frasier, but I'm going to pretend that it was the dad from Frasier out of five. It would be much better if it was the I dad wish from it was Frasier. the dad from yeah. Frasier, yeah. Yeah, he had the dog with him. I, you know, he was in his chair. I, <laughs> Just like everywhere, he's, everywhere he appears, he's in that recliner. I've really enjoyed... I, it's been stuck in my head for a while, ever since we watched the episode. Um, the phrase from Deadwood, uh, anyone who doesn't believe me sucks cock by yeah, choice. those who doubt me suck cock by choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I find that very funny. <laughs> And very, very effective because it's just so you're you're not ready for it. No, that's my. Do you're you, ready what, to be called a cocksucker, but not in that particular man. That my uh, there's some. It's a perfect line. It represents my idea of like perfect jokes, which is that it starts off as something and turns something else like drastically different. Mm-hmm. Like, so here's my favorite joke, um, Clay. What's the difference between jam and jelly? I'm not sure. I can't jelly my cock down your throat. Right, <laughs> I love that joke, and I love the reaction it gets. But it's such a—I think it's just like truly like a perfect little. It's so unexpected about mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like that's what that Deadwood line is too. It's just like wow, there's just like those who tell me some cock my choice. All right, uh, well. Two Vox Mother is sucking cocks in hell. We'll move on to the next line here. Artorius, I'll read this one. The devil's in the details, and unfortunately, this one was rather hellish. The only two things I got out of it was it would be interesting to see an episode played with an evil version of the Doctor. When Janeway was getting choked, I, I, I'm sorry, strangled, it seemed a little less like dying and a whole lot like something you'd find in a Rick Berman fantasy. I agree with that. I think, I think Mulgrew's dying tends to go that way for some reason. Remember, you can only go there once once you give consent. Two wishful choke me daddies, two, two wishful choke me daddies out of five. Yeah, I the um they also felt there was a metaphor there about giving consent to something. It, it, like mm-hmm. the episode doesn't care about it, but for some reason Janeway needed to consent to the alien, which you'd think would mean something in the context of the episode, but mm. does not mean anything. Right. Yeah. Matt Ross says Coda combining TNG's cause and effect in the scene in the play Our Town, along with possible desires of the crew to kill the captain. It was fun to watch how many times Kathy dies. I also can't help notice this alien entity is like a Babylon Five character, the Soul Hunters. Balana's crossed arm speech makes me wonder if she was being forced to say her speech, and I was waiting for Kim to say something like, "Now I can get a promotion." Still, this was creepy fun. Three out of five. Now that you say that, it is. It is the whole modus operandi of of the. Alien is very weird. That he she has to agree he, he, he to has go. he has writerly games. You know he has writerly rules yeah. that he has to follow. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, 
she has to agree to walk through the portal. He can't drag her. Like he can't, he, it, you know, it's just an unthought out thing. Jonah, yeah. Jonah says, if Wes falls asleep watching bad episodes of Voyager, I have to watch episodes like Coda in installments when I'm making coffee, doing dishes, folding laundry. It's the only way. The funeral scene was cringe. One out of five. I actually did not fall asleep during this episode. <laughs> wait, you know, wait a minute. Did they ever figure out why the shuttle crashed? They got shot with phasers or something in the, in the well, one no, version. But they, I know. They, I know yeah, yeah, in one version they did, but that clearly wasn't real. Right, but it did happen. It must, they must have actually hit turbulence, I guess. I guess. They yeah. must have. Yeah, I don't know. Again, put in there. It's very self-aware. And are those, I wonder if are those aliens. They don't confirm this. Are those aliens stuck on that planet that they landed on, or can those aliens go anywhere? I guess they, that's the whole point of the ending. You don't really know, but right. I guess we'll see. Anyway, this is Royo with Coda. <clears throat> Coda, it's like mashing great episodes like Tapestry and Cause and Effect together and getting an amorphous blob out of it. For an episode, for an episode that feels like it has severe H, for an episode it feels like it has severe ADD. It also comes across as terribly boring. First, it starts like a drama, then morphs into a mystery, then changes its mind and turns into a character piece about Janeway, but it gets bored of that and turns into the monster of the week. The X-Files episode where Mulder and Scully get high on mushrooms and are slowly digested as they hallucinate was a million times more interesting, creepy, and humorous than this. That was a good episode of the show. While gassing a patient to death against their will is deliberately out of character for the doctor, <laughs> this seems like something flocks would totally do. 1.5 out of 5. This seems out of character. Nick the Rat says, is the final comment, Coda, Neelix being insufferable, Chicote the first officer, and Catherine the captain leaving the ship together to go on a mission, a time loop, Kim acting like a little baby ensign. I feel like I'm stuck in a time loop watching this episode. They should have called it yada, yada, yada instead. Why is it called Coda again anyways? An Enterprise episode I'd rate a 2 is more fun than this Voyager 2 out of 5, in my opinion. Uh, a coda is the part of a musical piece where you return to when you mm -hmm. get to the end of it. That's why it's called it coda. It's also the final Led Zeppelin album that was made up of uh, unreleased stuff after John Bottom died. Oh, there you go. It's fine. It's not bad. Um, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our coverage of Coda, the re most recent Voyager episode that we've watched. It's also the best picture winner from last year, isn't it? Uh, is it? Yeah, Coda. that movie literally nobody saw. <laughs> is that the one that's in like the tri is that the COVID one? Apple's no, Coda. Uh, yeah, it's about like uh, uh, deaf people, I think, or something. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't. I yeah, don't predominantly know a deaf person. cast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know a single person that's seen it, and that's not a marker of its quality. It's just it was a weird year. Yeah, it won. <clears throat> It got Best Picture, Adapted Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor. All right. Well, yeah, I didn't see that. Don't know. Um, well, Coda is all over the news, I guess. So that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash the Penske file is the best way to do it. We are at our own review time here. I think the patrons came out. I'm going to say that they came out at like a 2.1 right there mm. for the average of the patrons. What are you going to give it on a scale of 1 to 5? I was really excited when this episode started. I was ready to give this episode a four. Wow. Yeah, because as it was going, I'm like, okay, 
all right, we're doing a just the time loop cause and effect thing. Yeah, Yeah. like I'm like, all right, if this continues on this, (laughs) cause and effect is a five. This has to this has to be somewhat close to it. Like Disco Stu said about the disco sales in 1977. If this trend continues, a. But clearly it didn't. Um, So I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, it's a two for me, too. I actually thought it was somewhat better than the recent episodes we've had just because the first 10 minutes hooked me. Yeah, you know, like, same. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was so excited. Like, oh, this is actually something that's <laughs> keeping my attention. Yeah, and my attention was quickly lost once Ghost Janeway's father showed up, and that was not nearly as interesting. It came back slightly at the end. It was a little bit of a roller coaster at the end. I was like, mm. oh my god, there's a hell demon, and Janeway's soul is in in danger. But no, they're not gonna. The hell demon is never gonna return, unfortunately. So that's it. I'm that's gonna give it a two as well. I think it's a two. Continue our streak of twos here on Voyager Season 3. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Patreon.com slash The Foul. Best way to support the show, Patreon.com slash The Penske Foul. Clay, do you have anything you want to say? I was in California last week, and we went to... Knows how to Par- party. <laughs> Paramount Studios. We did the Paramount Studio Tour. Mm-hmm. And we learned about how there was a fire on the studio that destroyed a large part of the stu- studio in 1984. Discovered... By William Shatner, because they were shooting Star Trek Four at the time. The fire was discovered? The fire was discovered by William Shatner, and according to our tour guide, the reason he, the reason he discovered it <laughs> is because he apparently had a tendency to, he hated craft services, Yeah, and so he would constantly go to different sets and steal food. Steal their craft like, services? See, see what they had. <laughs> okay, sure. And yeah. the ru- the rumor is he discovered the fire because he thought he smelled barbecue. <laughs> and he was <laughs> he was trying to track down the barbecue. That's like a Simpsons joke. I don't think that's not a real story. That's a, <laughs> it is. It's very much a Simpsons joke. <laughs> not smell barbecue. But on top of that, uh, check out the other shows, Rotten Heart Picture Show. Badass podcast. Sean and I did a Patreon episode talking about The Flash, and uh, I've got a new issue of Batman White Knight Presents Generation Joker. Issue number three is out right now, so pick that up. I'd be much obliged, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Blood Fever is our next episode of the podcast. Blood Fever is the next episode of Star Trek Voyager. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Patreon's always out there. Discord's always out there. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think about the Voyager's third season because I think it kind of sucks. It's not a good season of television, unfortunately. <laughs> people keep saying wait. Although, what was the other show that people kept telling? They said it for Enterprise, too. People kept oh, saying yeah. wait, but that didn't pan out. So we'll see. I know Seven appears. We'll get a couple episodes of Seven before we start giving up again. Thanks, Blood Fever. See you next time. Uh, and those who doubt me suck cocks by hell. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>